I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And happy Veterans Day to all the veterans past and present. We really thank you for your service. Uh, Dan, the winning streak came to a very dramatic end last Thursday. However, the point streak is alive and well. Um... Yeah, the Islanders rebounded very nicely after that terrible loss against the Penguins, but the point three keeps going, Dan. Yeah, they played great against the Panthers. Uh, They really did bounce back because they weren't that good. They were fortunate to be up 3-0 against the Penguins. They weren't that great through 40 minutes, and they absolutely got run out of the building in the third period of that game, but they bounced back. Uh, A hard-fought win against a very good team. I still think Florida will be a playoff team when the dust settles. Uh, and it's good to get points against them. That's the second time they've beaten them this year. Uh, so it's good to get those points against a team as quality of an opponent as they are. If it wasn't for Bobrovsky, they probably could have five or six goals in that game. He was outstanding. Grice was good, too. Um, but it really is a good bounce back. And now we move on to a little game Wednesday night against uh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about Grice a little bit later. But a couple of things that stood out Saturday. They immediately scored early. So that, yes. that was very important. That goal was they- pretty, too. It was. It was really pretty. And they answered back, I think, just under three minutes after uh, Barkov scored in that. I don't even know how Mayfield's goal went in. Yeah, but really, yeah, like it was like a ping pong, like that scene in Happy Gilmore when everybody's following the bouncing ball. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, yeah, they, they 
rebounded nicely to get that win. And the only thing keeping him from first place is the Washington Capitals, who have been on a tear. Yeah, the Capitals just don't really lose all that much, and uh, which is fine. Whatever. It's going to play itself out. It's a long season. And there's going to be peaks and valleys, and the Islanders will hit a few valleys. But that's why banking points right now is so important. Get as many as you can get in the bank. And, and like I saw a stat where if they go 500 the rest of the year, they're going to be, they'll be close to 100 points. Yeah, and get those get those wins, get those points. We're going to lose, lose in, obviously, overtime. Which, and they don't lose you know, very much in overtime. They have a significant advantage to round three. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. And I don't see many losing streaks more than two games under Barry Trotz. You know, when something's going wrong, he corrects it quickly. He does. And they also – remember last year – they played Dallas, I believe it was at the Barclays, and they got blown out. I think they lost like five to one or five to two. And then two weeks later, they went back and played Dallas in Dallas and won like two nothing. So the adjustments that this team makes, like there's going to be stinkers every so often. There's going to be hiccups along the way, but this team knows how to respond, and they always they always seem to respond in the right manner. Yeah, and they got. Remember when this team was one three one and three? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean the season was over after four games. I mean, yeah. why anything else? It was just you know a lost season, but. That's why you play the games, Dan. You know, uh, they got some healthy players back on Saturday. They got Nick Buddy back, and they got Jordan Everly, who missed. I think he missed about ten games, ten eleven games, and yeah. he, he looked really good. So it's going to only be a, a bonus to have him back. Yeah, and it sounds like Lad will be back soon. Uh, Matt Martin is skating. Kunakel's still a ways off, but we're not sure. And, and I think Sazikas and Lee had some maintenance uh, maintenance days, so hopefully they're okay. But it looks like everybody's getting healthy. Yeah, and one of the casual, or actually, say a couple casualties of players getting healthy were Oliver Wallstrom, who was sent down, and Cole Bargero, who had you know a dramatic uh, NHL, you know, first NHL goal on the penalty shot. Unfortunately, he got hurt in the Soundtrackers game yesterday in the second period. Didn't return. He didn't play today. He's considered day to day. So hopefully that's not too serious because they need him. If you know if another player goes down, he's going to be one of the top call ups. He did not look out of place being here, and is a fan favorite now. Now he showed that he can fill the bottom six role perfectly, and he's exactly what they they need for someone who they can just plug in and play. Uh, he knows his role. He doesn't mind doing all the dirty things, uh, kill penalties. He's a good skater. He's physical, uh, mixes it up a little bit. So he's really he's really shown to be a serviceable bottom six player. Uh, and hopefully he gets healthy, so in case something does happen, they can call him back up. And it's good to see Wallstrom go back down. It was time. Uh, granted, he played his nine games. If he played one more, they would have burned a year off his ELC. I'm not sure if that had anything to do with it. But um, I, don't he, he, I, don't, I don't think Barry and Luke care about that. But they needed to get him more playing time. Uh, he, eight minutes a game is, is not enough. So let him get, get back down the Bridgeport playing 17, 18 minutes a game, getting more power play time. He's responded well since he's gone back down with two points in two games. And I fully expect to see him soon. You see flashes. You see flashes of a very good player. It's just going to take a little time. He's only, what, 19? So we got to stay patient. Yeah, and quite frankly, I don't want to see him on the Islanders the rest of the year. I, there's nothing right. against him. You know, right. and, I mean, uh, think if everybody's healthy, though, you won't. Exactly. And if you know a particular player didn't request a trade, he would have been here earlier and Tanner Fritz was healthy. So it was just uh, – I think that, you know, if they also – sorry, no, not to completely interrupt you like I just did. But, I, you know, if they do care about burning the year, then maybe Kovlu, Otto Kovlu will get a chance. Although since we started recording this uh, – started recording this podcast, he's been called up and sent down three times. Yeah, exactly. 
but you know he he warms up. He's got a couple of those uh, cool um, breast cancer and military you know practice jerseys that people can bid on. But uh, he hasn't quite worn an Islander jersey yet. Uh, but when he when he plays, he, he's I'm sure he'll be good. Uh, Trotz had a couple of comments about Albert Wallstrom, and it's it's all true, and it's it's kind of telling about his past coaching, uh, which is interesting. Uh, his quotes were: "At every level, he's been a talent. He's been the biggest, strongest sort of the most talented guy. Well, no one has really taught him the game for the most part. So only imagine if he's down there and kind of plays a full season. I know everyone's not a fan of Brent Thompson, but Thompson will coach this guy. He'll get it done. It all comes from the top anyway. They're all system. And when he does come up, hopefully not until the end of the year, perhaps next year, he'll be a different player. And Thompson will be fine with him. I'm, I'm not worried about that. I think the Trotz's quote was more of a reference to his uh, junior coaches, uh, his college coaches, and et cetera. Because, you know, when you have a player that's that talented, you don't have to – rely on anything but talent but once you get to a certain point when you get to you know this level the guys are just as good as you are if not better so he'll learn the game he's 19 years old i'm not worried about it and we'll see him at some point and he's going to be good once he finally sticks he looks like he's going to be a good player yeah and someone who looks like he's going to be a player too is noah dobson who almost had his uh, nhl goal he's the only defenseman so far who doesn't have a goal that'll come soon uh but but when you have six healthy defensemen unfortunately he's going to be the odd guy out right now because they're all playing great. Every defenseman on this team has been fantastic this year, including Johnny Boychuk. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I need to see Mayfield every game. Um, it's just a preference thing. Uh, and he's been fine. He's been good uh, most of the time. So it's, it's hard to, especially when you have a long point streak too. It's really hard to upset the apple cart at, at all. And look, there's going to be injuries. Guys are going to get banged up throughout the year. And when it's all said and done, Dobson will end up playing forty something games this year. So I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll all get their time. Um, you know, Adam Pell has, has been fantastic. I know some he people... really has. His emergence is his emergence is really no one's really talking about it. But the improvement of his game has really taken this whole team, this team, to another level. Exactly. Same with you know, with Ryan Pulak. They're all fantastic now. Nicoletti, you know, is back healthy now, and he can show what he showed you know, a couple weeks ago. This team is not built for long losing streaks. And if, if they, no, it's not. Not especially with that goaltending. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Valarmos has been has been solid. Grice has been fantastic, and I guess we can talk about that now because I, Islander goaltending has kind of been like New York Jet quarterbacks. You have one Hall of Famer, Joe Namath, Billy Smith, who's not even who's not even a Hall of Famer. But go ahead. That's another podcast, and I <laughs> I, I agree with you, but it's a different story. Um. Overrated, I could say, but he should be a Hall of Famer. But, okay, uh, I argue that Thomas Grice is one of the top five best Islander goaltenders in history. And, oh, let's see if I can name five better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got uh, Billy Smith. Okay, there's one. Uh, Kelly Rudy. Okay, that will be – I'll say He's that. Best. Be- Kelly Rudy. Kelly that's Rudy's career is, is significantly better. I'm sorry. That's, that's number three. Okay. Okay. Does Chico Resch count? He's number two. Okay. So I got two more I got to get you. Now it gets difficult. Um, but Ron Hextall. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Next. Does he, well, how many, game, how many games does he have, does it have to be played? He played one season. 
Okay, so one season's not enough. All right, so I guess, yeah, I guess Van Beast works out they're, too. They're, um, they're not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I, no, you're right. I, after those three, I really can't really think of anyone else. Uh, this is going to be funny, but Ricky Pietro. When yeah, he, I guess. He, he had, it was a short, like, span, but he was one of the top goaltenders in the league. For, for about like, three he, years, yeah. He, uh, you know, he was an all-star, an you know, Olympic goalie. He was unfortunately just could not stay healthy and right. fall to his own. But I would probably say he's four right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but after after that, I mean, who really? I mean, Glenn Healy had that nice run '93, but he was nothing besides that. You, you look at Halak. Nabokov wasn't was Nabokov. Nabokov, eh, I mean. I, I, I would say that Thomas Grice's career with the Islanders has been better than Nabokov's. And if if you look at Grice, yeah. he is – okay, so wins, right? Right now he has 92 wins, which is top five. If he gets 14 more this year, which if they alternate, he'll get 14 more wins this year. Yeah, he'll tie Kelly Rudy for fourth. And then after that you have – Shutouts, he has 10. So that's top, that's top six right now. If he gets two more, he ties Halak. Uh, Chico Rush is 25, most of the Islanders. Save percentage, he's number one. That's right. also. Well, it's hard, to, it's hard to consider the guys in the 80s and their save percentages. Right, because then again, you have Garth Snow on the list, top 10. <laughs> I think you can um, make a case for Halak as well. Um, yeah, it just that one season, how how it kind of went off the rails, him going down to Bridgeport and just freaking out and everything like that. Had he been up there the whole year, they would have made the playoffs. We all know that story. JF Berg. Yeah, 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 look at that, yeah. But, I mean, you know, Thomas Grace, he was five years. He was a journeyman before he got here. How many teams did he play on? You know? Uh, three, four, the San Jose, Dallas, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Might be one more. The Phoenix, he, he played for a little bit. Yes, okay, so I think four. Yeah, and, and, and you look, he – it's funny because Billy Smith only played one season with more than 50 games. You know, because once they had that combination of him and Chico, it was great. Right, right. You know, kind of what's going really, on right now. Exactly, and you have two quality goaltenders. You have that, you have, okay. You had that last year as well. <laughs> right, right, you did. You know? Yeah, so it, and it's going to continue, and there's no reason for it not to, unless there's an injury. So you you have, I mean, and we'll talk about it. Not we don't need to talk about it now, but what's going to happen next year? Because Grice is a free agent, and the way he's playing, it could be argued that he gets an extension. But Lou is not you know, nostalgic, you know, guy like that. He wants to win, and he wants to move on, and. Why Varlamov is, is here is kind of built for the future, not Varlamov, so to speak, but we all know Sorkin. So that's something we can touch upon hopefully in the summer, but not right, not right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is def- that's definitely a story for uh, hopefully middle of June. Yeah, and, you know, Grice came out of nowhere when Halak got hurt and carried the Islanders. I mean, besides Severus, Grice was that oh. best player. To- yeah, exactly. But <laughs> besides Captain Robot, he was the the best player on the Islanders in that series against the Panthers. No, he was the best player. He's the reason they beat the Panthers because they were outplayed in almost all those games. Yeah, exactly, and had to stop a penalty shot in uh, 
in overtime in Game Five, thanks to Calvin Dahan, that you know interesting call. But they um, it, it's been one of the best free agent signings in our own history, a very under the radar one too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, kudos to him. He's worked his tail off, and like, look, that year where things went off the rails, he struggled too. But it's just proof of what coaching can do, and and the right system in front of him, and. He takes care of the shot, and his boys are there to help him out. And it's just it, the defense and goalies are definitely in sync, and the forwards too. That's they, the, the, the not enough credit goes to the amount of defense and the amount of work the forwards put in to keep the puck out of the net. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at you know the great play by Everly the other day to save a goal. Uh, Brock Nelson's defense has been great, you know, but everyone is playing great defense at expense of their offense, and that's totally fine as long as they keep winning. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, well, we say that, too, but there's some guys having career years so far. I mean, look what Devontae's is doing. I mean, if he keeps this up, he's going to have, like, a 50-point season. Yeah, you know, Taze and Pulak are both restricted free agents, and they'll both get – Well, you know, worry about that in the offseason, too. <laughs> that's another thing you worry about, too. But it's it's been a great start. And back to great for one second. That year, it was 2017-18, where it was just disaster. His, Jeep, his um, goals against was 382 that year. Yeah, it's not good. 382, and you look at it's this year. a good year, GPA, but not good goals against. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and now we're getting to my GPA a little bit. It was two, uh, 228 last year. And then my, my sophomore year, GPA 188. That's his goals against this year. So he basically is almost two goals fewer than he did two years ago. That's right. amazing. Right. You know, so it's you know, kudos to Mitch Korn, you know, Pierre Greco, all those guys. And, you know, Thomas is a, a good goaltender anyway. And to having a great defense in front of him only helps the goaltender. You know, that's Martin Brodeur. Yeah. You know, but uh, after the break, another update with Zach's stick collection. And we'll yes. talk a little bit about the, yeah, well, this kid is unbelievable. And we'll talk a little bit about the Islanders meet and greet for season ticket holders. I have a couple comments about that one. Oh, boy. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so... Welcome back, everybody. Went to the Sound Tigers game like we always do uh, yesterday. And, you know, Zach always wants to get a stick. It doesn't matter which player. He always has a game plan. He makes me go to the target to get these poster boards. He makes these, you know, creative signs. This and that. Spelled correctly. <laughs> yeah, this one was all spelled correctly. You know, missing commas, but I'll, I'll let that slide for, you know, a 14-year-old. But uh, he, going back to, oh, rewind a little bit. Last season, they were playing Bellevue, the centers, which they only play once a year because when they play at a conference, they only play them twice a year, which is unfortunate, rather than the 27 times they played Providence and Springfield. But it's all based on travel and age also, which is unfortunate. But you, um, he I, he only wanted Eric Brandstrom, uh, who, okay. yeah, who was in the Cody, not Cody, the Mark's, uh, Mark's, Mark's own trade. trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... He made, uh, I give him credit, he went on, I think it was Custom Inc., or one of those t-shirt creating sites. And he got a, a Bellevue logo, and, you know, 
uploaded it, made it into a T-shirt, and a black T-shirt. He made his own player T-shirt, and in the back yeah. he had Eric Ransom. He, you know, he, I think the number was off because he went by when he made the shirt. The trade just happened, and they were happy to be playing the Sound Tigers, so he wasn't sure what number that Branson was going to wear in um, in Belbo. Long story short, he didn't end up playing that game anyway because he wasn't there yet. But um, he wore that shirt on uh, yesterday. And during warm-ups, he took off his sound tiger stuff, and he had the Belbo shirt. Bresser, I was with the, with the Senators, but he was trying to get another one of their top prospects, Freak Batherson, who is, yes. I think, their top forward prospect. Very good yeah, player. Yeah, he's, he's a good-looking, good-looking young player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's going to be in the, um, Ottawa real soon. So he made a sign. He had his young gun from last year. He wanted to get a eight by ten that he made me print out for him. So after the game. Drake gave him his stick. He got the autographed young gun, and he got an autographed eight by ten. Did so, he sign the stick you know, too? No, he didn't sign the stick. I mean, come oh, on. I think he should get the stick signed. Yeah, yeah he, he probably should have. But uh, you know, kudos to uh, Drake. For that's great, though. His... That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's love the Drake. By the way, um, I think that's <laughs> number seventeen in his collection. Oh sticks. my goodness. Yeah, so he's been focusing on the other teams. And now. he still has my sticks in his garage too. So those, you know, those those are pretty valuable. Yeah, they're still there. And I think he has Casey Bailey, who was a uh, former uh, Sound Tiger, who was there for one year. I think he's playing in Europe now. I think you're right. Does, I, I think I remember that. Yeah, we we got that when he went to Providence for for the weekend to see them play, and he has his stick. I think definitely uh, in our little. Um, from the house just in case you know intruder comes so you can kind of like high stick somebody so that that stick is there well, i give you I think permission to use mine if you if you want it when it's disposable you can use mine yeah oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll both definitely need one but <laughs> his next mission now we're gonna go i think the next game we're going to is when they play hershey and it's uh, not hershey our old friend matt molson's there on hershey oh yeah 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 he's yeah, trying so, yeah he's trying to get matt molson stick yeah so he has Islander wise, Andrews Lee. He got in Boston. Yep. He has Ryan Pulak. He has Devontae's, Anthony Bavillier when he was, had that two game, uh, you know, respite in uh, Bridgeport. Yeah, you get sent to Bridgeport. <laughs> you have to give Zach a stick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the three wreck. <laughs> he has Josh Bailey. Yep. He got Tanner Fritz for his sister. Yep. Uh, Travis St. Dennis. So a couple of yep. Cat guys. Um, he also got. Brian Strait when they played um, <laughs> That's fantastic. which is awesome. You know, he's like, you know, I forgot the sign. It was, it was a clever comment and he came right over and gave it to him. You know, the Hayden Fleury, you know, misspelling. We got that one last game. You got uh, Philip Hedo, who was down there, I think, for like maybe two games with Hartford. And, you go down, you know, you can, yeah, you go down, you have to give Zach a stick. I think it's in the contract. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. And a couple <laughs> he should, try, he should try and get some of those Islander sticks signed, though. Like maybe if they have like yeah. an event for like you know if they have like an event where the players are you know he should go get those signs. Wow, that's a great lead-in, Dan. I know, it's not my first rodeo. Yeah, exactly. But you know, uh, one quick one: when Pulak gave him his stick, he he signed it before he gave it to him, which was which was nice. Really cool. Yeah. So the honors the other day, this was yesterday, had their annual season ticket meet and greet with the players at the Coliseum. I think was it last year? Was that Barclays two years ago? Whatever. I think so. For season ticket holders, so it's great, great event. Season ticket holders definitely deserve all the perks. Spend the money, they go, go all the games. It's great. Unfortunately, that kind of leaves the non-season ticket holders out. A couple of years ago, 
they had the events at Adventureland. That was the which one. Were Adventureland was fantastic. It, it, it was great. They had the two sessions. The first one for the season ticket holders, which I believe was free, like it should yeah, be. Uh, no, I think that, it was all free. It was a donation. But the thing, the big thing is the season ticket holders got, got in like two hours ahead of the regular general public. Right. Which right. is fine. I mean, the, that's, that's, they, need, they, yeah. they should do an event like that again. Right. The general public, it was. Well, the, the Belmont thing was open to the public, though, right? I think that was season ticket holder also. Mm, I thought that was I thought that was also. Oh, so and so is someone's listening right now. That let us. They went to the Belmont event. There wasn't a season ticket holder. Let us know. Yeah, unless you know they crash or went with a season ticket holder. I'm pretty sure it was all season ticket holder. Okay. But they they need to do those events again for the non season ticket holders because not everyone a can afford to go to the games every game. B right. be able to go to every game. Right. It's. There's a lot of fans in this uh, very diehard fan base who don't have season tickets. Uh, doing those events were, were great. Now you can always meet the players, so it's a great way to meet the players. Um, even if they do, you, you do an email and you do like the first a thousand people to sign up, so you kind yeah. of limit it, or five, or do like a donation to the Honors Children's Foundation, or, or whatever you do. You know, can, you know the Jam Cancer, uh, right. whatever you do, it, it should be. They should have something. Does that be the same day or, you know, do it later in the year, whatever. I know they have the prospects game where they have some of the prospects after sign, but yeah, you, you want a good job of that. Yeah. You want Matt Barzell. You want Johnny Boychuk. You want all these guys that you right. know, you're not going to be able to get sometimes. And I think the honors really should do that. They should really go back to the, the days of doing it eventually, and especially if they're going to be in Belmont where now they're back on the island. You know, sure. the boots are there. They should really do the, something. The like Adventureland that. was fantastic. That's the thing they should read. They should do. We, I remember going. I think I, I rode a roller coaster with Franz Nielsen and Andy Sutton one year. Right. Uh, had some. I had bumper car chase with Josh Bailey one year. So you just never quite really know what's going to happen. It was just a really, just a lot of fun. Oh, the water log with Casey Sezikis. That was fun. Yeah, the, the one year we went a couple of years. Casey had this ridiculous like pimp hat on, this furry <laughs> pimp hat on. All over. It, it was fantastic. Those are the first year, bad teams too. I remember Nino Niederreiter being the rookie there. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I, I went twice, and the it was the first year we went was the day after the Lenny Boychuk trade. So they unfortunately okay. weren't that one, but we because obviously Tavares was the longest one, longest right. line, which right. was by the wherever he was. I forgot. I forgot where they, they had him. They, they, they had the him in it's like his own corner. Yeah. So you basically have to make a decision. Do you want to wait 90 minutes to get John Tavares, or yeah. do you want to get the, whole, the rest of the team? Exactly. So the first year, we're like, we'll do the whole of the rest of the team, and if we can get online to get Tavares, we will. Fortunately, we missed out. But you, you get everyone, and it's great. You know, two players on the table. You know, I think Matt Carkner was – I think that was the year Matt Carkner was still there. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, and the, and the next year, which was more or less the same team, we went on and just waited for Tavares. I think ran. And I got off, and then I got, I think Coleman and Grabowski. I think yeah. I, I remember getting? like getting John Sim and uh, uh, Matt Molson. Kyle was still there. Poso. Yeah. The first year I went was the year. It was the day after Tavares scored his first NHL goal against the Penguins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. So I went, that was, okay. Yeah, they lost that game in typical early yeah. 2000, uh, 2000, 2011 or 2010s. Whatever we yeah. call this this decade, the teens, we have a typical Islander fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of Tavares, uh, should be another Rockers crowd on uh, Wednesday. 
Yeah, uh, they're struggling. The, the, this would be a big game for the Maple Leafs. They're not exactly playing great hockey right now. Oh, their goaltending is a question. You know, they they waived Michael Hutchinson today, so they yeah. really need a backup goaltender. Uh, fortunately, Mitch Marner is out for a minimum of a month, which really hurts them. Actually, you know what? Uh, after watching that injury, though, that, they might be fortunate. It's only a month. Yeah, hopefully it's only a month because he's one of the greats in the league right now. But yeah, the, that team is, is is struggling. You, you have good teams playing. You know, I mean, obviously Tampa's you know sinking up right now, but the Sabers are kind of hanging on there still. Florida's been great. Florida's so. not going anywhere. That you look at that lineup, it's just too talented. Yeah, and especially because Florida, this is a different Florida team where the last yeah. couple of years struggled to get out of the gate. And then they make a mad rush at the end, just finish a couple points right. back. No, no, they're, they're right in the ship. And they, look, I know they they gave up five goals and one yesterday, um, but Bobrovsky will get it going. He's a bit of a slow starter. They're just there's too much talent there, and they actually have the, the means too. If they need to add something, they will. I just fully expect the Panthers to be a playoff team. I'd be surprised if they weren't. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know Montreal, I think is going to hang around this year. So they're better, yeah. We haven't played them yet. That would be interesting to see them since the Islanders always match up so poorly with them. Yeah. And, and the Islanders have kind of some distance right now. I mean, Philly kind of came out of nowhere. You know, they, they've gotten hot since uh, Islanders played them. You know, Carter Hart kind of turned it around a little bit, had a big win against Boston. But... Well, some important games coming up, Noel, because you got the after the Maple Leafs, I think, I believe you have the Flyers and then two with the Penguins. So some important divisional games coming up. You can really – uh, you can really put some space in it. Makes them really make some space in the division with a couple wins. Yeah, exactly. Because they have the two against, like you said, Pittsburgh, which is crazy. They'll have three games done with Pittsburgh and not even Thanksgiving already. I'm fine with that. I, the, yeah. the, the sooner you get rid of those teams, the better for me. Yeah, and then they go on their um, what California trip, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah, starting in San Jose, who's an absolute dumpster fire right now, so that should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, and there's one one key about this trip in years past. Years back, they always had back-to-backs. They always had a back-to-back with Anaheim. Right. Usually and, Anaheim, LA is your back-to-back. Right? Yeah, exactly. Now it's spaced out a day off in between each game, which is which is kind of key. Yeah. The honors, you know, have been taking advantage of these uh, these breaks. Which, but they're also you know, really good in back-to-backs too. So yeah, exactly, I know. So it's yeah. Do you, you want to just get back on the horse, or you want to have a day at Disney Disneyland? So we'll have to get a Islanders Isles Buzz West Coast correspondent Michael Vartan on to talk about all the California teams. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I just may, gave a title. That's his, that's his official title now. Yeah, exactly. I think he's looking for work anyway. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll give him an internship. And I may have another Kings uh, correspondent too, which might be later in the year. I, I don't want to, you know, two-time Vartan because he's a long-time buddy. But I might have someone who might be recognizable to music fans and hockey fans. So I'll I'll just tease that right now. <laughs> Yeah, we need to get we need to get these guys uh, in New York for the uh, podcast. I mean, the live the live show on January fourth. Oh yeah, where is that located? Uh, Offside Tavern in Chelsea. Oh, that's a great place. Uh, you know, Nick does a great job there. <laughs> yeah, he does. We're working on some fantastic. I'm guests. sure we're in a position that we could fly people in from from the uh, from the West Coast. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem if they pay for the flight and we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll pick them up, you know, from the airport or you know, send someone. But yeah, I mean, if they want to come, you know, doors always open. Uh, and remember, if you're going to wear a John Tavares jersey, T-shirt, whatever, just do your best, uh, I, I guess, uh, tribute to him, and then we'll have us a, a prize to give the best. Uh, to be determined. Tavares. Yeah, so it should, should be fun. All right, let's get to the Tweet of the Week, what everybody's waiting for. The Tweet of the Week. Okay, but first let's do the runner-up. Okay. 
Thomas. Okay, and which kind of ties into our good buddy Thomas Grice. Um, Frankie Borelli just tweeted out Jesus Christ, which everyone knows that one. Uh, and look who chimed in, our old buddy Robin Leonard, who has always had a pulse on the Islanders since he's been gone. Yeah, it's I mean, like he's still a fan. He wants to come back. It's unbelievable. I mean, he's, this, giving, they're, they're, he's facing 50 shots a night in Chicago. Exactly. You know, he's stopping, turning, you know, he's turning aside all these shots and he's tweeting at the same time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think of it before I get to the tweet. Has there been one an Islander who's only been here for one year to make that much of an impact? I don't think so. Yeah. It, it's Tom Stanek. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom, oh, you know, and like that could be another story, but. I'm still even going back what six years now since that trade. I was still for that trade. Oh and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't you know, work out at all. <laughs> that the uh, you know the return that he got sending him off was horrible and smashing Colbert. But whatever. Uh, okay, the tweet of the week. So Robin Letter or the runner-up, I should say, responded saying the Grice is always right, and so true, so true. But the tweet of the week, I guess you can say the tweet of the last. Since the last show, since we didn't have right, a yeah, last... Right, yes, it's been about 10 days or so since the last yeah. show. A little asterisk. Um, Islanders' big win against... Uh, you okay, Dan? Are they coming after you? Or what? Yeah, you know, it's like there's chaos going on in the, in Babylon right now. I don't yeah. I, I see uh, there's cop cars, there's, there's some, I don't know, something going on. Fire trucks, everything. Yeah. They're, well, they're, they're trying to put Thomas Grace out. He's on fire. Right, yeah, exactly. Or they might be after Ross Johnston, who had a big <laughs> fight against uh, Wachowski. On Tampa Bay, the next day he was placed on waivers, and uh, Jen for Hockey on Twitter tweeted, John- <laughs> "Ross Johnson beat him into waivers. That man has a family, Ross." So good <laughs> hockey for tweeting that. All right, so if you have any other tweets, make sure you know you use the hashtag IslesBuzz. Uh, we will scour the internet, or we'll scour- just creep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we won't slide into anything, but we will definitely look for it. Uh, Another good show, busy week for the Islanders, and we'll see you soon, Dan. Sounds great.